podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship i'm rashawn and i'm here with mella josh and Lacey. before we get going you already know what it is thank you for pressing play thank you for being here first episode or one of many whatever it is we appreciate you if you feel like sticking around head to apple podcast spotify any podcast platform rate us review us Five stars, four, three, two, one. We'll take it. Leave us a review. Interact with us. Instagram, Twitter, at CinephileAttack. WinCinephilesAttack at gmail.com. Hit us with an email, a request. They're coming in. We love them. Got a lot Mm -hmm. of request episodes coming up, and that feels so cool. Cool is the right word, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if if you leave a one star either leave your name or email us and tell us why don't be don't be a coward <laughs> you can you can one star and dash it's cool no josh wants to have a word dm dm me dm me don't dm me <laughs> i just talk. i just want to talk let's talk baby girl let's chat. Talk. <laughs> either way thank you thank you for being here hey y'all what's up yo hey rashawn how are we doing today we good, good. rashawn good. Yes, ma'am. My emotions are still split from something I watched this week. Talk to me. I watched your number one movie of 2021, Boiling Point, this week. How are you doing? (laughs) Oh, my God. Just go watch this movie. I don't want to say too much at all. Rashawn said it all beautifully and convinced me to watch it. Um, I hope he convinced you listening to watch it. It is a masterpiece of a movie. It's so well done. It's so well told. And it is so worth your 90 minutes to sit and watch. That's all. Just Look at us. It's 2022 wow. the year of us. Oh, shit. We'll I don't know, Rashawn. Today, today will be <laughs> that deciding factor, I think. Fuck, man. Let, okay. me, let me jump in. Let me, let me jump in. Let me jump in. <laughs> What's up? A show What's up, came Josh? out. Okay. A show came out that seems. I say this about a few things, but this one especially seems tailor made for me. Uh, it's called Murderville on Netflix. It's based off a British show. The concept is Will Arnett plays this weathered detective. Each new episode, he must solve a different murder, and the surrounding characters, cast of characters, and Will Arnett all have a script to follow, and there is a murderer out of three suspect, but suspects. But each episode, there is a new guest star, and the guest star is not handed anything. They must walk on set and participate in the show and improv and figure out who the murderer is by the end of the episode. This first season has Conan O'Brien, Marshawn Lynch, Kamel Nanjiani, Sharon Stone... Annie Murphy and Ken Jeong, and it's 
It's fucking awesome, guys. I love it so much. They break every other scene. It's a show that could not take itself less seriously, and I mean that in the in, in the best way possible. It looks like everyone is having a fucking blast on set. As a viewer, you're having a fucking blast with them. I loved every second of it. We already finished it. Oh, damn. <laughs> you started it like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's six 30-minute episodes, and okay. they go quick. Oh, it's so much fun, dude. It's just fun. That's that's the perfect word for it. All the actors look like they're having fun. You have so much fun going along and trying to solve it along with the actor who is guest starring on the show. That's our favorite part is we're like, ooh, shoes. We got to remember that part for the clue. You know, like we're trying to figure it out as well, which makes it even more entertaining, I think. It's a really compelling part because, I mean, y'all know me. I love a mystery. I love an escape room. And they do. They do a good job of, like, the. there's always the scene with the coroner and they say how the person died and these were the clues that were left. And then three suspects either confirm or deny those clues as as the guest is trying to question them and improvise with them. It's fucking awesome, dude. I love that show. And I feel like the more episodes we got into it, the freer Will Arnett got. Mm. He, he started very much like just following the script and trying to push the story forward. And the more guests he had on, the more he just fucked with whoever he was in a scene with. And it was, it's, it's so good. That's on Netflix? Yeah. Can't wait. Speaking of murder mysteries on Netflix, I started and I'm in the middle of, let me get this title right, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Like when somebody's asking me what I'm watching, I'm like, it's the new show with Kristen Bell. Like, don't let me, don't make (laughs) me say it all. It is not what I expected at all. On Netflix, you know how they give you the genre. It says like satire, dark comedy, murder mystery. So I'm like, okay. And then from the little clip and like the trailer, I'm like, oh, they're obviously making fun of all these titles, like The Gone Girl, The Woman in the Window, etc. And I'm like, okay, this is fucking awesome. Then I'm watching it. And you know, I, I have like an issue when tones get mixed. And maybe you feel the same way, Lacey, maybe not, because I know you're also watching it. I just don't know if they have like a good through line of what tone they're trying to go for. Because at one point, okay, she's pouring her glass of wine, the very, very tippy toppy of her glass. And like, that's funny. But then like, realism is in it. And you're like, wait, is this a murder mystery? That's not funny. Like, it's just so back and forth for me. I don't know. Is that? No, I, I, totally, I don't know. Did you feel that way? Totally and completely agree. I have one episode left. But I, like, I also can't stop watching it. Same. <laughs> I, I'm so intrigued and I'm so compelled by it, but I'm so confused. I don't I don't know that they even really necessarily know exactly What's what they're happening? trying to do. Yeah. Other than spoof it, but also tell a good compelling story. Yeah. I don't I, know, I, but I, I don't know. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking finish the shit. We know this, and I'm, I yeah. still might come <laughs> off of it and be like, I have no fucking clue what that was, but I watched it. So we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Catch me on the next episode. I'll be like, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys, I'm doing so good so far. We're two months in, and I have only watched new content. I have only watched new things Yay. to me. So here we go. See, you thought it was gonna be hard. 
I did, but it's like way easier than I expected. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it's because award season is like right around the corner. So like, that's true. I'm ready for consuming new content. I don't know, but I'm, I'm having a good time. What about when Halloween and Christmas roll around? I didn't think about that. Damn. <laughs> oh, no. That's going to be hard. <laughs> I didn't think give about your, those. Give yourself, a, give yourself a gift. When she, if you get to the month 11, give yourself a break. You, you, can, you can have your handful of Halloween movies, yeah. too. I feel like holidays maybe get a special exemption. Maybe I'll like bankroll my one comfort watch a month. Because I didn't just, do it in January. Mm. I haven't done it so far February. Just so banking just like, all of them? Yeah. A little rollover minutes. Uh-huh. Um, I am starting my Criterion resolution. It's right there, so I pulled it up, and like the last day that this movie was leaving the service, I popped it on because it was one of the only films of this this guy I hadn't seen, and I watched Alfred Hitchcock's Rope. Um, Ooh, and I loved it. It was incredible. Yeah, I, I don't want to say much about it. I mean, it's it's so old. But it, it's basically <laughs> about a murder and the subsequent party where the body is hidden during the party. And the movie, as you're talking about Boiling Point, Lacey, is shot in seemingly one continuous take. Um, you, can definitely, oh, wow. you can definitely see where the breaks are, but this is one of the first movies filmed in this manner. Um, and Hitchcock is just, he's the master of suspense, you know? Uh, I, I loved it. it. It was, it was great. And sadly, all of the rest of his movies left the next day, but I'm hoping that I can dig into more movies that aren't by Alfred Hitchcock or Kubrick or, you know, movies that I have no idea about. So, um, I'm starting it. I'm, I'm keeping strong with my resolution. Yay. Okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't nervous. And then now I'm nervous. What are we fighting about today? Rashada E. Joshua. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring, but we are fighting about Nutty Professor. But don't motherfucking ass we are. <laughs> yes, I hope nothing's wrong with Oprah. She doesn't look real. Ain't nothing wrong with Oprah. I seen Oprah on hard copy last week with a picture of hell. Got a tall, young, strong gentleman named Stedman, so handsome. He's my favorite out of all of them. Jenny Jones, Marilyn Kagan, Maura Povich, Latterman, Lano, Montel, Ricky Lake. I like Rado. Mike Douglas. Oh, Mike Douglas. You know, Mike Douglas used to make me moist when I watched the show. I would get, I admit it, I would get moist when I watched the show. Only white man ever did that to me was Mike Douglas. I would like to volunteer to take this old bird out of her misery. Jesus! Don't you dare say something like that about mom. Oh, you ain't got to protect me from Cleetis. Come on, Cleetis. Come on. Come over here. Come on in there. show walk. Come on over. Then then you're going to limp back. You walk over. Was you limping back? The Nutty Professor is a 1996 comedy directed by Tom Shadiak. It is a remake of the 1963 Jerry Lewis film of the same name. This movie stars Jada Pinkett, Larry Miller, James Coburn, Jamal Mixon, John Ailes, and finally, in no less than seven on-screen roles, the Eddie Murphy. 
Other notable contributions behind the screen, we have a score by David Newman. We have special effects by Rick Baker. Incredible job. This movie tells the story of Sherman Klump, a professor at a university who has seemingly discovered a cure to weight loss. And in his research develops an alter ego named Buddy Love, who interferes with his budding relationship with a new professor by the name of Miss Purdy. Once this ego develops, Sherman has to find a way to keep Buddy Love at bay and keep his life from falling apart. So I definitely didn't want this month to go by without talking about a notable black performer and a black film. And when I kept thinking about films that I could bring for my episode and what performers I look up to, Eddie Murphy just kept popping up. And he actually has a few romantic comedies, a little more closer to romantic comedies. Uh, Boomerang is is one with, with Halle Berry. But I have a fondness for The Nutty Professor. And I have a huge adoration for Eddie Murphy. I think his his run from the late 80s to the early 90s is just unparalleled. And if there's anyone... I know I talk about David Fincher a lot, but if there's anyone that I in the future want to work with or act opposite, it's Eddie Murphy. Like, I just, he is so effortlessly funny. He's so natural and and infectious. And I just, I love Eddie Murphy so, so much. Vampire in Brooklyn, I love Eddie Murphy. (laughs) I know that's not coming to America. I hear you. I hear you yelling at the yelling at your phone, yelling at the radio. But I love Eddie Murphy and I love The Nutty Professor. This movie, I don't remember the first time I watched it. It's just in my DNA. I do apologize Absolutely. to Carmela no, for don't. the amount of times I have forced it upon you, as well as the sequel. <laughs> and the just sat on the couch and sequel, dude. And sat on the couch and just quoted the whole movie and laughed like it was the first time I've seen it. I think this movie has a tour de force comedic performance from Eddie Murphy times seven. And um, I could have brought Coming to America, 48 Hours, Boomerang, like I said. But I think those are all like staples, classics, iconic Eddie Murphy movies. And I know that The Nutty Professor is a little wobbly. For other people, not for me. (laughs) So I brought it to the show. All that said, it's a 10 out of 10 for me, baby. I laugh like I've never seen the movie before, but I get it. Whatever's about to come my way, I get it. I'm going to start with the person that I've held hostage the most. (laughs) Whether it's wanted or not has an affiliation with the Clump family and that's Carmela. Call me Carmela Clump at this point because fuck. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean I've said this I feel like a lot lot now about certain movies that are on our podcast. Like this movie and definitely My Best Friend's Wedding are just movies that I associate with Rashawn it's also like how Josh associates Nightmare Before Christmas with Lacey like it's hard to have one without the other at this point I again I don't remember when I first saw this I think I probably saw it just like on TV no big deal but watching it now and trying to like pick it apart to me as far as makeup goes 
you think a movie like this, heavy prosthetics, there's certain things where it's it's a little dated, specifically his hands, but everything else is so good still. This movie holds up pretty well, like especially the makeup. I mean, it is Oscar award winning for a reason. Wait, really? Yeah. You One Oscar. Me? Yeah. I'm... Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> um, which it I mean, fuck dude. Like there's what did you say, seven characters that are like completely different people that all look like a family. Like it's just that part to me is just like holy shit. So yes, in short, I like this movie. It makes me laugh. It's really raunchy. Y'all know. Um, I love a raunchy fart joke, poop joke. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to our Not Another Team Movie episode, go ahead and start there. But yeah, uh, count me in for Nutty Professor. That was honestly like Stockholm Syndrome because how could she not love it at this point? <laughs> if anyone's listening to this, please help me. <laughs> uh, back away from the mic. So I hinted in the thread that, I don't know, I kind of like this movie. Mm-hmm. With a funny little meme. Mm-hmm. Um, I lied. <laughs> I love this movie. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> what? I was like, damn, what a setup. <laughs> Dude, I grew up watching this movie. I've seen this movie a shit ton. Like, And it's it's a thing we talked about in the Not Another Teen. It's like, maybe movies like this, you kind of have to make... There's maybe an attachment to it from when you watch it when you're younger. Maybe not. That's up for debate, but... I really enjoy this movie. I think Eddie Murphy is a master. This movie does, uh, I think, a really solid job, especially coming out when it did in 96, of it's this thing that like Shallow Hal has tried to do and fails and sometimes succeeds. Fat Bastard in, in Austin Powers is that they try to thread this weird needle of commentary on 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 being overweight and how how society treats overweight people so poorly while also having bits. And so sometimes the bits are fat phobic while the, while the overall message is still good. And like a lot of movies, especially in the early two thousands, late nineties tried it a lot failed. If we're weighing it just pass or fail, I think this movie passes. I think maybe there's a couple, you know, not aged well jokes in there, but ultimately the message I think is very clear. And it's fucking Eddie Murphy in seven different roles. It's just if this is just essentially a, a, a one man show featuring Jada and Larry Miller. Mm-hmm. What more could you want? I love this movie. OK. Um, what a twist. <laughs> you were not expecting that. I was not. I was not. I was not. I knew it. I, yeah, I was not. So. Hi, Lace. Talk to me good. I mean, talk to me bad. Just talk to me. Just talk to me. <laughs> like I said at the beginning of the app, um, I've maintained my streak in only watching new content so far. This was a first watch for me. Oh, I my had God. definitely seen <laughs> parts of it. Like, I've definitely seen the family dinner scene. I've seen a few of the transformation scenes. Probably on VH1 back in yeah. the day. Yeah. Um, but this was a first start to finish watch of The Nutty Professor for me. <laughs> I cannot disagree that 
What? <laughs> the suspense just, is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm just like, what My the ass fuck? is tight, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I cannot disagree that Eddie Murphy is a master. I, just an absolute master at his craft, his performances. I would literally watch a full movie of just him performing every character in a movie. Um, oh, I'll bring the sequel next. Don't worry. Careful. <laughs> I'd actually love it if he did because I had a great time with this movie. <laughs> At least see what the fuck. <laughs> I a four for four nutty professor. That is such a good time. I had such a good time. I think this is like box for box a 90s comedy to a T. Absolutely. Um, and it is just I mean, I had one major problem with it and I'm sure all of you could guess what it is, but I I loved it. I had a really good time. Was it the the fart jokes? Are we getting into it? Um. Yes. Jaw off let, the floor. Let, okay. Rashawn, r- let him enjoy Rashawn, it. Let yeah. Him you want to say this moment for a, for a moment, Rashawn? <laughs> Damn. I. I'm so glad I didn't do a double feature because episode would have gone differently. I know for sure. Because <laughs> the second one, like Full Throttle, is the one that I watch immediately. Um. But I love this movie, and I'm just like, what? Okay. Cool. <laughs> Let's get to it. Since that's the I think I'm looking over at Carmela. I think that's one of the only negatives we'll have. I don't know why you're looking at me, oh. though. I'm not. Yeah, sure. it's the fart jokes. <laughs> Lacey. <laughs> Lacey, it's they're the hilarious. Fart jokes. They're, they're not. Hilarious. They're not. They're not. It's one like from Jamal is the kid, right? Yes. Ernie Jr. That is funny. It's even funnier. After reading online that that was not in the script, that was not intentional, that he ripped one in the middle of a take, (laughs) and Eddie Murphy lost it and kept it. That's hilarious to me. But I do not need... It's like a full three minutes of Papa Clump just ripping them. I don't know if it was that long. It was that. It felt longer. So here's where I'm going to step in and I can't believe it. Defend a fart joke. Uh, yes. <laughs> the difference in something like this versus uh, like fucking not another teen movie is that th- while this fart joke is happening, other characters are grossed out by it. I think the difference is when it's just like Dookie shooting from the ceiling and everyone's just like, look at this teacher getting blasted by Dookie, whatever. But in this one, everyone else is also grossed out by it, which gives it a little more headspace for me. Who else is grossed out by it other than Miss Purdy? I am Miss Purdy in that scene. Everyone else at the table. The, the mom no. is grossed out. The mom is like, Is she Stop. grossed out or is she just like, oh, come yeah. on. The first scene without per- without Carla, Anna, the mom, Mrs. Clump, is grossed out. And she's like, I hope your ass falls out. So like, <laughs> come on. She's like, come on. Come on. She says right there. The direct line to my funny bone that the grandma has is unmatched, dude. So those two dinner scenes, I think they're both about 10 minutes in length. Masterclass. Like, I I don't Mm -hmm. 
I know that there's fart jokes in them. I know that they're, <laughs> they're talking about sex a lot. And it's like, ooh, Granny's talking about sex. But the way it's shot, the time it took, Eddie shot each one of those scenes like as one character. Mm-hmm. And then the next time he came back, he had an earpiece with his dialogue playing back to him. And he did that six times. And that's just the fact that it looks so... I know it's like reverse shot, reverse shot, cut to the end of the tables. But it's so good, man. Like, it's... I could laugh it's crazy every <laughs> time. The little moments, like, uh, Grandma Grandma Clump trying to eat her peas. I lose <laughs> my shit. I lose my shit. <laughs> And there's then, a, fuck it, com- let me just pick him up with my hand. <laughs> there's a comedian that I read that uh, Grandma Clump is based off of that I don't remember. Uh, Mom's Mabley. That's right, thank you. Yes. Just wanted to like credit that, because yeah. god damn it, dude. There's, and there's one, oh, I don't remember, there's one line she says under her breath when it's in the chaos mm-hmm. yeah. that sends me into orbit every fucking time. <laughs> It's the everything throw, like, she said was funny. Like yeah. everything she said was funny. I don't even know. We were on the couch and there's a moment where Ernie, the brother, is looking down and eating, but he just throws up like a, a thumb. Wow. <laughs> to, to his yeah. dad. Like, yep, that's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the reaction shots. Like he's he never lets up in any of those spots. And it's just I don't, I don't know what the criteria is for giving out Oscars, but y'all should give two and a half to Eddie Murphy because <laughs> fuck. And the fact that producers didn't, like, get, they weren't on board with it at first. They wanted yeah. to cast the full family because it would have been cheaper than the days that it took for Eddie to shoot all of it because it was three right. hours of makeup per character on top of shooting the entire scene repeatedly so like fiscally i guess i understand it but like it's eddie murphy what more convincing do you need i believe this movie made an insane profit didn't it i think it made about 200 worldwide 230 or something like that it was his first his first hundred million dollar hit in the 90s i do know that damn Wow. But I mean, he already had Coming to America, 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop. A budget of 54 million and its box office was 274 million. So, so we've the the comedy minus the fart for lazy. <laughs> too much works. with the comedy. <laughs> yeah, just doing too much with the comedy. Uh, how does the love story work for you guys? That would be my only thing. My only sort of asterisk on this is Miss Purdy is a little inconsistent for me because she's introduced as this sort of super open, loving, caring. It doesn't matter what you look like. This sort of paragon of goodness. And then the moment Buddy Love is introduced, she kind of and, you know, and maybe to defend it, that might be just the sort of appeal and the, the draw that Buddy has. But she kind of abandons that. And she gets a little shallow and she gets a little like she gets she becomes everything Sherman hated about, you know, everyone else sort of. And there it just seemed a little inconsistent in terms of her characterization. I feel like it's 
all justified. I feel like Sherman offers one aspect of a relationship that she is really into intellectually and romantically. And I feel like Buddy Love is the like sexual, exciting partner. You know, they're two sides of the same coin. What really tied it together, because I think I would have agreed with you, Josh, but like what really tied it together was her one line that she said a few times of like, but when I look in his eyes, there's something in there. And it's mm-hmm. that for me was like, oh, she does love Sherman. She does like him. She does want to be with him. Because I think that's what she was seeing deep down in Buddy yeah. Love. She was seeing Sherman. The only part of it that felt way too rushed to me was at the end when she shows up at the house, lets herself in, just starts walking around Sherman's <laughs> party house. And then within two minutes, she's screaming at him that you were trying to double team me, blah, 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 blah. You're a pig. I'm out of here. That all felt so rushed. It just seemed like Purdy was what the story needed her to be in a given scenario. Also, just like knock. She saw those women leaving (laughs) with Buddy. You know what I mean? So to immediately recognize them at Sherman's house. I think she put, understandably, put two and two together. But she thought Sherman was a player? Clapping they were in his bedroom. Cheeks, I don't know. But that, she that, walks that part out and says, where's yeah. Buddy? The girl. The girl oh, yeah, yeah. The girl, from, the girl from the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The girl from the club doesn't go, who are you? Where's Buddy? She just says, where's Buddy? So that's the thing. Which, no, okay. Mm-hmm. Also, Sherman's a big dude. He, there's no way that he is getting off that bed without waking her up right away. <laughs> Joshua. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I maybe barely... they weren't asleep. Maybe they weren't asleep. Maybe he got one of them, them beds that like you could put the glass of wine oh, like, on it. Jump on the wine. Tempur-Pedic. Yes, <laughs> He's got the first Tempur-Pedic mattress in 1996. <laughs> Speaking of Sherman, I, I think Eddie Murphy is great in the comedy, but he... I don't think he gets enough credit for what a great actor he is. Mm -hmm. And he forms such a great character in in Sherman. And you just feel for him. He he does the comedy and the physical comedy so great. But it's in those sad moments where you really, you're like, oh my God, I forget that Sherman Club is not a real person. And you're just Mm -hmm. like with him on this journey. And I think he just does, Oscar, what the fuck, Oscar? (laughs) Sherman is one of the most root forable '90s prote- comedy protagonists. Absolutely. You f- you feel bad when he's getting ridiculed. You're you're upset at him or with him when he like is giving in to Buddy Love. Like you just want Sherman to succeed at all times. Melabella. Um, oh no, you go, Josh. Well, I was actually going to request something from Mel. I think we might be talking <laughs> about the same thing. It's been a while. It's well, been a while. Welcome back, because you guys, I got a dig with a wig. I have a dig with a wig. Why do we need wigs in the first place? I have a dig. I have a dig. I have a dig with a wig. Turn the wigs around. And you know that's supposed to be a wig that he's wearing. I have a dig with a wig. I have a crunchy wig. wig. Throw it away. That's a good word, that wig. Baby. (laughs) But it's a wig. This wig, mama. 
Sean, I'm sorry. But baby, what it's the fine. fuck was that? So I we've had this conversation. <laughs> I don't remember the details of the last time we argued about it. And we did argue about it. So we did have a discussion previously before this watch. Yes. And I gave it a lot of grace. I said, you know, I've seen this movie before. I've seen the wig. And from my memory, mm-hmm. I thought maybe her wig is kind of like overdone because everything else is kind of like these these people aren't real people. They're caricatures. Right. And, and this is Jada's wig. Just this is Yes, this is Jada Pinkett's. This is Miss Carla Purdy's wig. So that's what I said before. And you actually disagree with me. You said that they were just trying to disguise her because she had just come off of set it off. Not disguise her, but make her look very different from her previous role in set it off. And I said, well, there's so many other wigs we could have put on her. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, well, two things, a fun tidbit. She actually had to turn down acting opposite Will in Independence Day because she had already signed on for this movie. Who took that part? Her Set It Off co-star, Vivica Vivica Fox. I will be bringing Set It Off eventually. But at the end of the movie, she shaves off her head. So her I hair. think her she shaves her hair off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a horror film. She shaves her head off. Um so she shaves her head at the end of Set It Off. And she was in this movie and one other film. Scream wasn't until like ninety eight. But I think a professor would not look the way that Jada looks at the end of Set It Off. Yes. And the, and the close cut that Jada rocks very well, I think. But as far as like a young ingenue professor, I think they wanted to give her something that was very like straight laced, literally. And this did the job. Did it do the job? Did it is do it the bad? job? Is it bad? Rashawn. It is a crunchy wig. Baby, $10. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, there's I a don't scene. see what you guys see. I don't know. Specifically, okay. it's it's right after the dinner where she meets the family. Uh-huh. And they're walking through town. And Sherman is apologizing. So sorry. They're asking all those questions. I'm sorry. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. She is wearing this 100-pound wig. <laughs> this 200 pound blazer and the itty bitty tiny baby mini skirt what is happening why is this wig so huge call her the mayor of celebration town because that wig is giving party city <laughs> joshua don't laugh at that carmella <laughs> don't laugh at that carmella okay I think she already did. Clearly, all the budget went to the clumps because those wigs are laid. <laughs> okay. And also, the, 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 I just want to point out, uh, in Marvel, Kevin Feige, if you're listening, <laughs> Sherman Clump has a great afro. So whatever you did to Chiwetel Ejiofor <laughs> <laughs> in the fucking multiverse of madness, I am upset. <laughs> we all it's, are. Hey, they may fake. They may, they may CGI out his cornrows. Hey, Whatever the fuck. That, I don't know. I don't know. The why is there no the scalp on there? Sorcerer Supreme, and I cannot see Chiwetel's scalp. It looks I don't like, like it. I don't this like is it. the thing. The lay. The lay of the wig is mm-hmm. great. The okay. wig itself 
caca. What is, is caca so about it? <laughs> Rashawn, you just started off this podcast with, I have watched this movie so many times. Yes. Open those pretty brown eyes of yours and look the hell around. This do not quote, is... do not quote, say the last dance to me. I am just saying. <laughs> that was a quote? That was a quote. Yes. <laughs> I am asking you to describe as dig with the wig expert what is bad about it. Because to me, it is uh-huh. It just looks like hair. And I and I know what a bad wig sa- looks like. You sound like me right now. Do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> as in straight or white or both? A little yes. of both. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the welcome. <laughs> no, hetero. No. <laughs> <laughs> Put aside the beauty that is Jada Pinkett Smith. Right. I come Gorgeous. home from work one day. It's little old me. It's big, <laughs> big old me. And I have this wig on. What are you wearing? I just set the scene. My fucking uniform from work. I'm just an ordinary girl just living day to day. I have this exact replica from the Nutty Professor wig on my head. But it, but. Am I looking 20, normal? Am I looking 2022. normal? Mm-hmm. You are like 50 lemon shades lighter than Jada Pinkett. Okay. I think you're giving the wig a lot of grace because Jada would look good with roadkill on her head. That's what mm-hmm. I'm talking That's why I put me in this. So a normal girl that you know. You are beautiful. What do you mean? Drive Thank it home. You. Put me in it. <laughs> okay. Let's put Josh in it. <laughs> put Lacey in it. Like, I'm not trying to say that we are ugly. I'm just saying you're seeing Jada Pinkett Smith in a wig. Bitch could have like she like Josh a raccoon on her head. We'd be like, oh, she cute. This wig on somebody else, you would be like, this is garbage. It's but giving, it it looks it's giving better. Quaker oats. It's giving. It Quaker looks oats. better at the end. It looks better at the end <laughs> when they do a little. They do a little style on it. No, they are doing the best they can when they should have just thrown it away. They got the budget. The budget is with the clumps. I read that this wig made Jada vow to always bring her own personal stylist on every movie set now. Yeah, I can see that. God bless. It's so distracting as a wig. And that's like not what you want. That's like exactly what they are trying to do. They're like, okay, well, instead it off, she ball headed. So now we're going to make her look like, how you said, a she's professor. Not, she's not ball headed. She's just... Okay, she yeah, has a buzz cut. Um, she has no head. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking decapitated. Shaved her head off. <laughs> so they then put her in this wig that is ginormous. And it's just like calling so much attention to it. And then on top of it, the character herself doesn't seem even like fully formed enough. to. <gasps> this has been Carmela's dig at a wig. See, see, this is why I'm always looking in Carmela's corner because she slides in the the shady shit. What are you talking about? Something that maybe Josh said kind of had this this. I was already spinning a little bit of it in my head, but I feel like, or maybe it was Lacey. I'm not sure, but they were talking about how she goes back and forth from Buddy to Sherman. I don't know, just kind of a little. It's not like a huge deal for me, but mm-hmm. this watch around, I'm like. I would never look Buddy's way. He is fucking obnoxious. And that's not like so anything annoying. against Eddie Murphy's performance because I think it's great. But mm. the way they set up 
Purdy is that she's just like this wholesome person from jump. She doesn't even blink when Sherman asks her out. She's like, yeah, of course I'll go to dinner with you. Mm-hmm. So for her to just easily be swayed or not even be swayed, just easily go out with Buddy and stay. That's what I mean, where she's a little mm, wishy-washy. Well, I I think the the out that they have is that Buddy is all of the parts of Sherman that he can't really express. So, I mean, he's talking to her as Sherman. He's just a lot more confident and a lot more direct. I think she says yes initially, and then she's pissed because he's late. And then she's kind of turned off because he's obnoxious at the bar. He gets revenge on on the comic. You know, all of that kind of... It's like, I feel like she is back and forth because it kind of mirrors what Sherman is going through as Sherman and Buddy. Mm-hmm. And she is kind of caught in the middle of his Jekyll and Hyde. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So what does a wig have to do with any of it? Okay, I thought <laughs> Dig with Wig was over. I already played the bumper. <laughs> it is. It um, is. Speaking, of, speaking of makeup and wigs, we haven't discussed Eddie Murphy's seventh character in this movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> and that is that Lance opens the Perkins. movie. <laughs> the the white-faced Eddie Murphy in the Richard Simmons knockoff. It's so good that I had to have Lacey like close her eyes cuz you can hear Eddie in it a little bit. Like That's what I you said. You can hear his yeah. tone. Yeah. But that's it. Like if you're just watching it, no then you idea. can't tell. You have no. to like close your eyes and or look away and then you can kind of hear it. But that's about it. I don't think I knew it was him for like the longest time. But then once I got older, I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like, I've never thought about that. It came on and I was like, oh, it sounds like Richard Simmons. Oh, my God. Is that Richard Simmons? That is not Richard Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) It was an entire journey. And then Josh looked it up and I was floored that it was Eddie Mostly just because it didn't sound like him. And Eddie Eddie's voice is so iconic. Like, you know it when you hear it. Um, so it really did take totally disengaging and looking away. And it's just in his speech pattern. It's not like he completely changes his voice for that part. But it's little, little bits of the pattern of his speech that you're like, oh, and there it's- you are, Peter. It's unnecessary is the wrong word because it sounds negative, but it's so unnecessary that it's fucking hilarious. It's so funny. So good. He's just, they paid him $12 million to show off. And yeah, literally. I know that, you know, stars get the chance to do that, but he does it well. And I'm just like, yeah, fucking play seven people i don't fucking care like you are one of the funniest people on the planet but if you think about it he's getting like that's right around a fifth of the movie's budget he's doing about a fifth of the movie's work like yeah yeah if more yeah he's there is no frame of the movie that he's not at least playing one character in and that's Mm -hmm. crazy Mm, that's true you know you know who else did great his name Jason, the little his little sidekick. No, what's the name? Which mm-hmm. one is that? Jason. Jason. That's a fun little character. That's all. His assistant. Yeah. Yeah. His assistant. Currently on. Save the day. Like we discovered. <laughs> currently on Euphoria. What really? He's yeah. Jules's dad. 
Wow. Yeah. Right. You wow. Okay. <laughs> I know we all had that moment. Like, oh. Okay. Um, let me talk about something. I forgive it because it's 1996, but the makeup at, is so good. It's so good that the moments when he's slipping out of Buddy back into Sherman and we get those grotesque, horrifically animated CGI body blimps, it, it didn't age well. I don't know if it even looks that great back then. <laughs> okay, thank but, you. No, 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 but I but I do think that it is purposely slapsticky over the top, disgusting looking. Like the lip is crazy. It's when everything else is so realistic, everything else is so well done, it's jarring. I mean, it it was it's if I can equate it to Star Wars, it's like in <laughs> The Star Wars we just watched, you're leaving the cantina with all these fucking cool practical effects of droids and aliens, and you see this truly terrible CGI Jabba the Hutt five seconds later. It's like, what the hell is that? It's jarring. I can I can kind of agree that it's supposed to be like, whoa, like super wacky, weird, slapsticky, but it the CGI back then wasn't good enough for that to land. Yeah, but so I, I, get I what guess what Lacey's saying. Also, what they're CGIing is not real. You know what I mean? Like, if it was, you know, so if they were CGIing a car, you'd be like, that doesn't look like a real car. But they're CGIing his body, like, ballooning, (laughs) you know? So it kind of (laughs) looks. That's true. A little wonky and a little nasty. It's it's worse at the end when... He's on stage He's on by himself. Stage. And you're just like, yeah. Well, his feet? What the fuck? Yeah. It's not like it evenly distributes it all. It's like all of Sherman's weight is in his foot all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot. That scene, by the way, just imagine being in the room, being the extra, and just watching Eddie Murphy on stage by himself work. I was thinking about that. Oh, like, just oh my God. Standing there doing two voices, you know, doing the CGI that's not there, and he he sells every moment of it. But I can't imagine, I can't imagine doing that. <laughs> right? No, but, yeah. and doing it so well, so well. Also, just a quick shout out to consummate professional Larry Miller, the guy who plays the mm-hmm. dean. This is crushing it in the 90s and early 2000s, dude. Like, you know he's going to bring exactly the smarm you want him to bring to every role. The grumpy old white guy. Mm -hmm. Fucking kills it. (laughs) Eating eating hamster poop, you know? Oh, God. Okay, another time. Poop is not funny. It was not funny when it fell in. It was gross. And it was not funny when he drank it. It was gross. It was funny when he fell in. It was funny when the hamster fell in. (laughs) Oh, it wasn't. And he came out all like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no poor little hamster he's still alive okay he's still lazy alive. Cool. one two three for real either of the dinner scenes you didn't laugh at all i laughed so much did i laugh at no, the parts the not farts. one time no I don't you. josh i don't i i didn't laugh at the farts either but i forgave <gasps> them 
They weren't funny. Parts aren't funny. Parts are funny. Parts are hilarious. Stop laughing, Mella! My my farts? My farts are hilarious. No, they're not. Lacey can attest. I think my farts are funny. He thinks his farts are funny. Do I? Absolutely not. (laughs) It's about control, because if you can hold it and make it like thin and and last a long time, hysterical. He uses his farts as punctuation. Like he will hold in a fart. <laughs> until I, I say something or he says something and then he will rip it as like a period or an exclamation point on his sentence. Like I'll say something that she thinks is stupid and she'll give a response and I'll be like she'll be like really? I'll say yeah really and she'll look at me and go no and then I'll hold it and I'll just like <laughs> like nothing makes me more insane. <laughs> Especially because he thinks it's so funny. Stop laughing, you guys. Don't tell me you never laugh, please. I believe that In she In my life, it. I laugh all the time. I've laughed no, 82 times a day. the farts. I nah, do I can't not laugh at farts. You've laughed at your own farts. Because <laughs> it comes out of me and it's jarring. <laughs> I literally said on the scene when Sherman is huge and he... <laughs> Blows the town away. I was like, Lacey's gonna hate this. Did I not? Dude, his dream sequences, crazy funny. <laughs> Reaching in, you think he's gonna grab Carla. He's just going for a little chicken wing. Just goes for the leg. <laughs> That's funny. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then, oh my god, he's gonna blow. <laughs> I did I did think about you, Lacey, but I was like Maybe she'll for, forgive me for bringing it. I mean, I forgive you because the rest of the movie is so great. Okay, good. Final question: Who's your favorite clump? Mm. At the at the dinner, Grandma Clump kills me. But honestly, throughout the whole movie, I got a soft spot for Mama Clump, dude. Her bits, her bits with Purdy at the at the dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dress, I think we're twins. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I see the least Eddie Murphy in her. I don't know mm-hmm. why or how, but her character is just so well-rounded. The yeah. one that actually impressed me the most that I was like, wait, is that Eddie Murphy? Is the, the Sherman's brother. The one that's Ernie. like perving yeah. on. It could, it could look like Charlie Murphy in makeup. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was like, "Is that fucking pop?" Because the weasel, because the weasel say pop. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the amount of time in the past eleven years that I've known Rashawn, <laughs> that he'll just like say random funny stuff, and I'm like, "That's so witty. That's so funny." And then, like last night when I watched The Nutty Professor for the hundredth time, I hear something like, "Ah." Y'all too too much with the comedy. And realize that it's from the Nutty Professor and not from Rashawn's fucking witty brain? It's <laughs> unreal. I'm, I'm still like, witty. Lacey's having, Lacey's that, reaction having that revelation you. right now with The Simpsons. That, oh, we're yeah. watching The Simpsons now. Mm. Oh, yeah. Every episode has something I have said in the past. And I didn't claim it as my own, but I didn't credit The Simpsons when I said it. Same. Yeah. I never so said like, it was mine. If you, you were just, to be like, 
<laughs> did you just make that up? I'd be like, um, maybe I would say yes. But now that you're watching The Simpsons, I would say no. That's from The Simpsons. Art said that. Yeah. Anytime you ask me, I'm like, oh, no, I got that from. I never ask you. I'm just like, this guy's hilarious. Turns out you're a fraud. (laughs) Sorry, I vanguarded the favorite clump question. (laughs) Please. Uh, Grammy. I love her. I I think there's something so funny about an old lady who is just crass and graphic and unapologetically honest and yeah she ticks all of those boxes while still being endearing and sweet and an old little grammy (laughs) yeah her question to carla about if she can wear white (laughs) (laughs) can you wear white at your wedding (laughs) Mm. it's the look after the look over the glasses it just kills me it would be so easy for Eddie to to have the same cadence and the same jokes yeah. for every character. And it would still be funny, but it wouldn't be as impressive as him creating six completely different. Or as people. authentic. like Authentic, mm-hmm. yeah. That is a real family. That is a yeah. real... Those are real people. Who's yours, Rashan? It goes back and forth between grandma and and cletus because their their back and forth just always gets me even when he's not saying anything he's just like (laughs) 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 as they're going back and forth the fact that he doesn't care that it's his wife's mom and he's just like going at her her. yeah fuck her it's it's that like it's Ain't nothing but a short walk. You might walk over, but you're limping back. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Cletus. Come on. Come on. That's so good. It's so good. Okay. Wow, guys. Thank you. (laughs) For letting me just talk about my favorite lines from this movie for an hour. (laughs) Any other grievances? Digs with wigs? I... I mean, this is not a grievance or a dick with a wig, but it's just the bloopers. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Can we bring them back? Because I fucking love bloopers. The fact that like also it just shows you that Eddie was just like just going Mm -hmm. at the end. Like they're just like, okay, just keep going. And he him breaking at his own jokes just kills me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I would pay to get footage of just them shooting that dinner scene oh hell yeah also shout out jamal mixon had probably had to do that scene like eight different times oh my yeah. god yeah the salt shaking <laughs> that's also another thing that's body in our life now yeah yeah body rolls sh- <laughs> like this shit about to be lit <laughs> oh, this gonna have that too the second dinner where jada had to either act to a double or air mm-hmm. while Eddie was on one side doing Sherman and the other, you know, yeah. to do that a hundred times too. Yeah. Wow. What a victory. <laughs> Take a lap, dude. I'm going to enjoy this because, baby, you guys want to play a game? Yes. yes. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me it this. don't matter if you win by an inch like or a mile. guessing. Game. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Really bad. 
This game is called The Nutty Cinephile. So The Nutty Professor is, of course, a remake of the Jerry Lewis film. Eddie Murphy and Jerry Lewis both share the character of The Nutty Professor. In this film, of course, he's called Sherman Klump. In the previous film, he's Julius Kelp. But they're both playing the titular character. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to name at least minimum two actors. You need to buzz in and tell me which character they have both played. Ooh, okay. Some of these are very easy. Some of these are Rashawn Hart. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought I was going to get eviscerated this episode, so I went a little crazy on the camera. <laughs> You're fucked up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am very sorry. I thought I was going to be on edge. Okay. <laughs> Rereading this now. Um. <laughs> because some of them are two actors and some of them have up to four, I will say who's the character. And then you can buzz in. Okay. okay. And I do need the name of the character. Oh my god. Not the movie. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay. There is I will say there's something in here for everybody. I hit everybody, I promise. And everyone knows all these characters. I promise. Except this first one. <laughs> <laughs> Our first pair of actors are Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand. It was Lacey, yes. Sorry. Who is the character? I don't know the name of the character. I just know the movie. Oh. What's the what's the movie? A Star is Born. You know what? I will take it because I did not even know this name. <laughs> so Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand both play Esther in A Star is Born. Esther. Ugh. Eesh, yikes. Then they change it to Allie with Lady Gags, right? Fun fact, though. <laughs> Judy's character is called Esther Maine. Bradley Cooper. Justin Jackson Maine. Is, isn't that, isn't that um, Hot. Gucci's sister? <laughs> Go to bed. All right. Joshua. Next question. <laughs> Josh I didn't qualify. Gucci Mane. <laughs> Deduct a point every time he tells you to add some music. Please. If I had a fart prepped, I would have launched him right there. <laughs> Notice the only one not laughing. <laughs> She's tired, y'all. She's Come laughing. on, give it to him. Give it give to him. Give her a break. Our next group of actors, Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando. Who's the character? Josh. Uh, Sonny Corleone. The Godfather. Is it Sonny? What's his first name? I'll take it. What's his first name? Vito. Vito. Why do I think Sonny? Is Sonny his kid's name? Uh, Don Vito Corleone. Yes. Uh, okay. Our next group of actors. Judy Dench, Kate Blanchett, and Margot Robbie. Who's the character? What? <laughs> I will give a hint. <laughs> Be ready. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we talked about one of these movies 
at the end of last year. Carmella? It's just the queen. I do need a queen name. Queen <laughs> Elizabeth. And I need a number. The, <gasps> the third. That is incorrect. The fourth. <laughs> nope, you're out. <laughs> oh my god, you gave I mean, me the first yeah. one. You gave one to Josh. Give it to Mella. This will, yeah. I was. I their... think I was laughing because I knew it was the queen, but I didn't. I didn't know the number. <laughs> Give Mella her softy. Judy, Kate, and Margot play Queen Elizabeth the first. Oh the my first. goodness. Oh yeah, and the one with was it with Sersha with Margot Robbie? Yes, Mary Queen of Scots. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Our next group of actors, Rita Moreno and Ariana DeBose. Who's the character? Damn it. Shit, pod. I still get to? I, I cut him off too, so. Anita. Yeah, Anita from West Side Story. Hey, hey, hey. Lazy two, leading two. Uh, Josh and Mello with both with one. Our next group of actors, Marlon Brando again and Russell Crowe. Who's the character? Oh my goodness. I don't know his name. What this if I know a like line from the movie? for Josh. I don't think you've seen either of these movies. Jo- no. Really? Wait. Who- yes, Josh. Is it Maximus? No. This Five, is one of them hard ones. Four. Three. I'm going to be so mad. Two. Is it Stella? <laughs> That's what I thought too. Street her. Marlon and Russell both play Superman's father, Jor-El. Oh, duh. Marlon fucking. I didn't remember Marlon Brando's Jor-El, dude. Okay. You're right. You're right. You know, I got nothing. I got no one to be mad at but me. Okay. Our next group of actors Klaus Kinski, Gary Oldman, Luke Evans. And Christopher Lee, who's the character? Yes. Is it the Beast? No, it's no. I got switched. One more time, the names. Klaus Kinski, Gary Oldman, Luke Evans, and Christopher Lee. Luke Evans. Sorry, Luke. I got you mixed up with what's his name. Sorry, Luke. Vance Stevens. I got yeah. That's not it, though, is it? No. Lacey? I'm going to put two guesses in. (laughs) Okay. Dracula? It is Dracula. Dracula, okay. Nice job. Thank you. Wow. Our next group of actors, Denzel Washington, Mario Van Peebles, and Kingsley Ben-Adir. Who's the character? I heard it at the same time. Josh. Is it Macbeth? That is incorrect. I just guessed. Oh, that was my guess too. Mella? Uh, the floor is yours, Mel. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm gonna go with um Daddy from Fences. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're talking about Troy Maxson. Yes. <laughs> from Fences. Uh, they have all played Malcolm X. Oh, oh nice. And Malcolm X, Ali, and One Night in Miami. Our next group. <laughs> Sorry about this one, guys. 
Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton. Who's the character? Carmela? I'm going to go with Batman. That is incorrect. I'm sorry. What? I'm not totally wrong, right? Uh, yeah, you're totally wrong. What? Josh? Adrian Toomes. Huh. No. Incorrect. But, but he's but he is going to be in Morbius <laughs> as Adrian Toomes. That is true. That is very true. But it's not. Michael right. Keaton played the character Ray Nicolette in Jackie Brown and Out of Sight. Like the gum? Oh my God. Nicolette gum? Yes. Rashawn, get out of my I know. sight. I know. <laughs> he made this know, list know, in a place of hurt. Honestly. Both of the, I did. I did. I did. Both of those characters are in the same are part of a book series by the same author showed up in a Tarantino movie and out of sight. Okay. Really just I'll show that these one was for you. I'll show these motherfuckers Ray Nicolette. Was... I'll show them to make fun of Nutty <laughs> Professor motherfuckers. I really thought I was gonna be broken by this point. Okay. <laughs> Our next group. Jodie Foster and Julianne Moore. Who's the character? Lacey? Uh, Clarice Starling. That's correct. Nice job. Oh my Good God. job, Lace. Thank you. Lace is up with four. She's crushing it. I have she one. Is. Josh wow. and Mella both have one. Shit. There's, it's anyone's game. I want one for Batman. <laughs> uh, no. He played Batman in a... You a didn't sequel. even say Bruce Wayne, by the way. You just he, said Batman. Batman is... That counts. I could have said Vulture, but I said Adrian Toomes. Can I can I really quick say I could not for the life of me remember Bruce Wayne and I was sitting here like it's not Christian Bale. That's not Batman's <laughs> name. <laughs> That's not who it is. So I just didn't guess. <laughs> yep. Uh our next group of actors, Tommy Lee Jones and Billy D. Williams. Who is the character? Wait. Oh, 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 oh. What? Oh! It's not who I thought you were going to say. Me either. Oh no, what's his name? (sighs) Can I just guess the movie? Yeah, no, you cannot. (laughs) Josh? It was Lando Calrissian, but when Tommy Lee Jones was in blackface. Josh has left the game. (laughs) (laughs) Just let me guess the movie. Yes. Men in Black. Oh, I see. No, that's Josh Brolin. Yeah, that's Josh Um. Brolin. That's what I thought he was going to say. Billy D. Williams is a brother. <laughs> he played Lando. I know. I've only seen the first Men in Black, so I don't. I just guessed. Mm, I Men in Black 3 is a masterpiece. Sorry, we're not talking about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. They have both played. Sorry, Josh. Harvey Dent. Oh, you could have just oh went with the Oh, my God. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yes. Holy shit. I forgot Billy D. Williams played Harvey Dent. I could have said Aaron Eckhart, but yeah, I'm Come not on. that. That'd nice. be too easy. Yeah. Uh, Man, I'm fucking up on this one. All the comic book movies. Sorry, y'all. Definitely put these in there for you, but I know you're making the the Brando one is a it's a misstep. The Billy D. That one's been a while. I was I was I was being sneaky. Okay. Uh, Adina Menzel, Cynthia Erivo, and Margaret Hamilton. Who's the character? I mean, is it? <laughs> yes, Josh. Is it Maureen? No. Lacey. Is this a trick? This isn't movies? This is it's a trick. A cross... It's Alphaba. It's Alphaba. Yes. 
yes, it is. Ah! Now he's getting tricky. Yeah. Across across different mediums. Whatever. Lacey's flourishing. I I got it. Hey, I went there. I said Maureen. (laughs) I just went the wrong direction. You did. Went to the movie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Sucks to be anybody not named Lacey. (laughs) It really does. Our next group. Charlize Theron and Angelica Houston. Who's the character? Yes. Morticia Adams. Damn it. That is correct. There we go. How dare you. Finally. She's animated Morticia, right? Yes. She is. Yeah. Which that cast, again, I'll say this, I've said it a thousand times, that cast would also make a a bomb ass live action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all I'll say. You wasted Oscar Isaac. I hate it. Okay. I don't hate the movie. I hate that they did that. Um, Okay, good, because it's very cute. They're both it's very cute. super cute. Super cute. Our next group, George Clooney and Frank Sinatra. Who's the character? Josh? Danny Ocean. There we go. Thank you. Okay, I'm back, baby. <laughs> the last one. The last Jesus. One. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> Second to last, because Lacey, congratulations. Josh and Mello are playing for second place. Yeah. I mean, come on. So I will I will I take you it? out of the equation. Oh, You're a winner. You're, You're a winner, a winner baby. baby. Thank you. Josh, Mella, you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of you gets second place and one of you is a fucking loser. Oh my god. <laughs> Alex Hibbert, Ashton Sanders, and Trevante Rhodes. Who's the character? <gasps> yes, Mella. Moonlight. All black boys look blue. I need a character name. His name. <laughs> I'll take any of the three names he's called during the movie. Oh my god! Not on Black History Month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's called Low Blue. They call Josh. him that. Josh. I. Yes, Josh. Charlie. This is an embarrassment of a final round, but I will take little from Mella. You should not be proud of this. Oh, no. <laughs> Chiron. Second place goes to Mella. Chiron, little or black. <sighs> Would have. I knew it was a color, but I wasn't thinking black. Look, can you take a second here? Step into the mind of white me for a moment. I also yeah, could yeah. Walk, walk me through Charlie. I, <laughs> I also couldn't remember the name, so I was like, he had to go by like a first name at some point. How deeply insane do I have to be where not remembering any of the names the, for the thought process to go, you know what, I bet they called him Black. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I mean, truly, it was a lose-lose. So... Yeah. <laughs> In some ways, thank I you just... for not going there. <laughs> <laughs> for missing both Jarrell and Harvey Dent, I fall on my sword and I accept this loss. This is, I got no one to blame but me. I mean, you still would have lost. Lacey kind of dominated, but yeah, she bodied us. But I would have, I would have got second, which is you know, you would have gotten second. Yeah, would have congrats, been Lacey. <laughs> thank you. You are the nutty cinephile. Hey. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, <laughs> my professor laugh. I'm quirky. Oh, oh. 
me this wrap let me wrap really things up. Tough. <laughs> oh no, cut it out. <laughs> Don't you do no, it. No, that's saying it, baby. It will not be. When has that ever worked, Lacey? <laughs> You're still okay, a winner. I, You're still a winner. I don't feel like, like you, it, that, but thanks. Did you start to try and do Woody Woodpecker? Was that what that was? <laughs> I don't know. I was just <laughs> That's her nutty. That's her nutty. Look out, everybody. Lace is nutty tonight. <laughs> Which is a silly, goofy mood. <laughs> uh, I just hope you know I'll be using that sound bite. <laughs> sometime in the future <laughs> wrapping things up we can all come to the conclusion that eddie murphy is an icon a master of his craft the netty professor while sometimes going juvenile and wallowing in some fart jokes <laughs> that Lacey finds hilarious uh-uh it still is a heartwarming comedy romance of sorts that is a great showcase for all the talent that Eddie Murphy possesses, as well as Rick Baker. And if somebody does not give Eddie Murphy an Oscar, soon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Big like he's, he's on the list for honorary soon. Oh he's got to be. <laughs> I don't want. I want. I want competitive. I want competitive. <laughs> I'll we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation where we connect an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie. So, who can find the fastest connection between Eddie Murphy and Robert Pattinson? Ooh. I can do this. I can do this. I have to do this. This one's for me. (laughs) I'm making this so much more complicated than it needs to be. Fucking same, dude. I got it. You. <sighs> I bet we went the same way. Okay, go ahead. Eddie Murphy was in Shrek 3 with Justin Timberlake, who was in The Social Network with Jesse Eisenberg, who was in Adventureland with Kristen Stewart, who was in Twilight with Robert Pattinson. There you go, Mella Bella. Thank nice you. job, Mella. Not my night, dude. Good job, y'all. <laughs> Big speech. There was no, there was no fight to fuel you. Honestly, that's how I felt. Like the game, I was just kind of sitting back, like, oh yeah, hmm. like I, anger fuels my competitive nature <laughs> so efficiently that when it's there's not there, it's just like okay, well, oh well. <laughs> Who knows how next week's going to go. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you like, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Also now on Spotify. We appreciate it. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to show us some love, more listener episodes coming up. Email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashawn. Mella. Josh. And Lacey. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you at the movies. Goodbye. (laughs)